Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Hello. Miguel and Holly Uncensored, we are back and we have a special guest coming to us here in just a little bit that you probably grew up watching if your parents let you watch TV like that. I was going to say that, that, yeah, let's let's, uh, make a a caveat there. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Holly, I'm pretty sure Margaret did not let you watch this show when you were growing up. I got snitched on by my stepdad, actually. Oh, really? Because I used to watch this show when I got home from school, and it would have been in middle school. Oh. And, yeah, and so I was watching it, and then he got home before my mom sometimes, so then I guess he had a conversation with her, and my mom was like, well, (laughs) I just found out what you're watching after school. Not anymore. Oh, Oh. Margaret said, shut it down. she definitely shut it down. Wow. So I couldn't watch it anymore after that. Well, we will uh, reveal our little surprise guest we have coming up, and, but, the reason why they're on is because we are promoting this TV show that Holly and I filmed la- a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that's debuting this Friday, October 16th, I believe that is, Yes, mm-hmm. um, on MOR TV here in Tampa. And it's sort of like their preview to what's happening this fall and all the new shows that they're getting. Right. A lot of networks will do some type of preview day where they, you know, give you the clips of the shows that are new on the network or what's returning and what you can, like the times of everything. And that's what MOR is doing. It was really cool, though, but that they asked Miguel and I to sort of host this preview special. Yeah, it was an interesting um, uh, experience doing something on a teleprompter. Yeah. Because we oh, don't gosh. ever use teleprompters. No. So it... Um, like, I had a hard time even watching the promo that they sent to us because I'm like, oh, God, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. It wasn't it wasn't bad. I was like, all right, that that's good. So let's see how this uh, <laughs> show actually goes. Yeah, I feel like we re- we got out of the gate like real good. And then maybe towards the end, we just got overwhelmed with reading. <laughs> I don't know. Like they t- they got radio people to do like a TV person's job. So yeah. I thought it was fun, though. Mm, so uh, we'll be talking. They'll be calling in here in just a second. Um, but the reason why we didn't have a podcast at the end of the week mm-hmm. is because if you maybe listen uh, just to podcasts and not to the actual show, or maybe you were under a rock and didn't see it on social media, I got engaged on Friday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ring on the finger. Oh, hello. Yeah, he put a ring on it. Sparkling. Good Lord. Wow. It is, uh, it has just been a whirlwind of uh, days. Because the thing that I realized is I literally, Friday when it happened on the show, and then when we drove up to Atlanta, because we were already planning on going up to Atlanta. Which is why it worked out so perfectly. It was perfect. But, like, everybody around me knew and uh-huh. sort of has been anticipating this. And then, like, I was shocked. And so I haven't had time to really, like, process <laughs> the depth of what happened and yeah. uh, what it means. It's a, it is a lot. It's very overwhelming. And so I was actually glad that you got to be, like, in a solo car ride for a while. Right. Yes. I thought maybe that would at least provide a buffer. It was really nice to actually just, like, the first hour, I was like, can I just drive just so I can, like, calm my brain and just sort of let that I don't know what what that phrase that Angela our life coach uses like your um when you aren't conscious consciously thinking but then it pops up in the back of your mind yeah there's like a phrase for it it. is because like you you know we all know how to drive and so sometimes you do your best thinking when you're doing a task like showering or driving obviously you're paying attention to what you're doing like you're not you're not like shampooing your foot or you're not like you know taking the wrong turn (laughs) so you're still aware and your brain is still active but Mm -hmm. you're also able to go over things in the back and so that's why on the drive you know, the first hour that I I drove, or the, yeah, that I drove to Atlanta, I was like, "Wait a minute!" So like, there is a wedding we have to plan. Yeah. Like our families are connected. Yep. Like your brothers are now my bro. Whoa! Wait, like 
we like our finances are going to be combined. It was like every like yeah. 10 miles I would think of a new thing. And I'm like, because I literally just hadn't spent that much time thinking about it. Um, you want to go ahead and answer that, Scott, and make sure it's them. Um, and so just on that car ride, it just kept all these different things kept popping up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend this car ride like on it. I'm just going to respond to messages on social media and just sort of do that. And then just sort of enjoy the weekend before any other like, here's what this means or here's what we have to look forward to type of thoughts uh, came to my brain. Uh, but as before we get to more of that, we have someone special on the phone. Is this who I think it is? Uh, it could be, but I don't know who you think it is. <laughs> Jerry Springer! Yeah! There it is. Yes. Oh, please, don't get up. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we are so excited to chat with you for a little bit because you have um, a new show coming to MOR TV and you have your returning show that, you know, we all know. We all you know for. and love the Jerry Springer show. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We're pumped. I no, love I've it. ruined the culture. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, how how have you dealt with that through the years? Because I remember being in middle school and high school back then when, you know, I would go to school and then we'd be like, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. Did you see that girl throw that chair? Oh, my gosh. And then at that time, you had people being like, oh, my gosh, Jerry Springer. He's letting all this on TV. How have you managed that through the years? Well, um, I, I probably... It was shocking in the beginning, I mean, the first few years, because it's not that people were unaware that, you know, people behaved like that, um, but they'd never seen it on television before. Right. right. And that's what was new in the early 90s. So it was, it, it, I guess it was shocking at the time. Of course, nowadays, you know, compared to what you see on social media, um, <laughs> you know, or YouTube or whatever, you know, it, it's it's nothing. Uh, right. I mean, I think it's probably still entertaining, but it's hardly shocking anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't think you, the, the serious answer probably is, I don't think you could be a grown up in today's world and be shocked by anything anymore. Right. In other words, you may be surprised that something happened to someone you know, Right. but you can't be a grown up and say, gee, I didn't know people uh, behave like that. I didn't, you know, we've seen it all from, you yeah, know, the White Agreed. House on down. Yeah. 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 So how do you do that? Because MOR in Tampa Bay, they're bringing back the Jerry Springer show. It's on at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. How do you balance that? Because back then it was so shocking and titillating. How do you keep up with all the other ways that you can find that sort of material? Well, I don't do that show anymore. In other words, we have about 5,000 of those shows we've taped. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that show could go on forever. So right. I'm not doing that show anymore. And I now think people I just like just to see Jerry. the, you know, see what's going on and what used to go on just for, you know, like almost nostalgia's sake. Yeah. Uh, but the new project you were just about yeah. to talk about is is what? Is Judge Jerry. And uh, that's on, on MOR every morning at 7 and 730 and, uh, yeah, I'm a judge. Uh, you know, I started out as a lawyer. Right. And it's a, it, it's a court show. So, uh, and these are real cases. Oh. So, uh, and this is our second season of doing it. You know, MOR picked it up, and God bless them. They have been so good to me over the years. Um, but this is, this is the job I probably – it's the only job I've ever had that I was actually trained to do. <laughs> you know, um, every other job I've just been lucky to have, and it – turned out okay but you know anyone could be a talk show host um you know i only had three lines uh you did what come on out we'll be right back. <laughs> and if if you can do those three lines you're a talk show host but a judge since these cases come from all around the country you know i've got to be up to date on what the laws are in every one of the 50 states Ooh, that's mm. true. because i have to apply so uh we tape every other week um, I mean, the show's on every day, Monday through Friday. Right. But, uh, you know, I'll tape uh, 20 shows in a week. Wow. And then the next week I'm off, but the off week is when they send me the cases so I can research them. 
That is a a very work-intensive show. I mean, I mean, yes, obviously it's for entertainment purposes as well, but I mean, you are doing like a legit job, and it takes up a lot of time and energy. It's the first grown-up job I've had in thirty years. There you go. And here I am, almost 77, and I finally get a grown-up job. <laughs> I love that. That happens to all of us every now and then. No rush. Not us yet, but that's now, okay. I yeah. think a, a little-known fact uh, to sort of younger people is that you were actually the mayor of, was it Cincinnati, Cincinnati. right? Yeah, yeah, the mayor of Cincinnati, right, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I started out, you know, I started out in the, in the uh, early 60s, and... Um, I was part of that generation of, you know, back then you would have called me a hippie, oh. you know, with with the long hair. I was very active in the civil nice. rights movement and very active in the anti-war movement. Um, and because of that, my first job out of law school was to work for Bobby Kennedy. And then, of course, uh, when he was killed, um, a few months later, I accepted a job with a law firm in Cincinnati. So I went to Cincinnati to start practicing law. But. I was still involved politically, so I ran for the U.S. Congress as an anti-war candidate, and and the political career took off from that. So I did that for 10 years. I was on city council and mayor for 10 years, and then uh, NBC hired me to anchor their news in Cincinnati. Mm. So I did the news every night at 5, 36, and 11, and I did that for 10 years. And the company that owned the station where I did the news also on talk shows. They own Phil Donahue, Sally Jesse Raphael. So Phil was retiring. So one day they took me to lunch and said, hey, we're starting another talk show and you're going to host it. So I didn't audition. I didn't try out. I, I didn't even know much about talk shows at all because, you know, I was working during the day mm-hmm. and uh, and all of a sudden it took off. So I'm just totally lucky. I mean, I it, it's just luck. It's not anything that I you know, really achieved uh, personally. But you did it well when you did it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Which has led to all these other opportunities like Judge Jerry. And you do, you're doing like a a morning show type of thing now, right, too? Uh, No, I mean the... um, They're packaging it together. Yeah, like Jerry and Steve in the mornings. Jerry and Steve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, because, yeah, because I'm on at 7 and 7.30 and then as Judge Jerry, and then eight is the old show. Right. And 10 is another one. Right. So it's, it's um, Jerry and Steve, and Steve does the other hours. And, you know, um, so, yeah, it's um, what I want to know is where do they get off putting other shows on? <laughs> <laughs> Just put Jerry I mean, on all day. It, yeah. How about all Jerry all the time? Um, oh, look at that. No, but I'm I'm very lucky, and again, uh, I'm not just saying this. The people at MOR, I mean, wow, yeah. um, how lucky am I that they've been so nice to me? And uh, I guess it's because I volunteer to do the show. I don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, that's so awesome. Yeah, well, we yeah. are honored to be able to talk with you, and I can tell you, Jerry, from Growing up and watching the show when I would get home from school. And I remember, I think I was in the seventh grade. My mom bought a camcorder. And I remember I used to cut out with construction paper and put the Miguel Fuller show, just like the Jerry Springer show, on your little cards. And I would be Jerry. I would be the audience. (laughs) I would be everybody. My mom thought I was crazy, but luckily it led to a career in radio. (laughs) Yeah, crazy is good. Crazy yeah. can get you far. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Jerry, for joining you guys us. Are great. Yeah. Well, I live right down the road. I mean, I live. You know, oh. Sarasota is home. So. Oh well, oh. heck, we neighbors. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I know. You well, you see, you got a good neighbor, or at least a quiet neighbor. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's all I need. You don't even know I'm here. Yeah. I love but it. Anyway, you guys are great. Uh, you guys are great. You got a great show. So keep it up. Thank, thank you, you very much. Guys. Well, you can catch uh, Judge okay. Jerry weekday mornings at 7 and 7.30, and then the Jerry Springer show mm-hmm. back at MOR mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Thank you so much, Jerry. We appreciate it. Thank you. You're great. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And you can catch our special uh, MOR Get More Than Ever preview special this Friday at 8 p.m. on MOR. Yep. That's so cool. I mean, it's like when you think about all the years that you spend watching someone, especially back then, before – 
uh, you know, we had Facebook and Instagram and oh, yeah. cell phones like That's that. True. You would just spend so much time with these talk show hosts. I mean, back then, I could hum you the theme song from Jerry Springer, from Ricky Lake, from Salad Jesse Raphael. I mean, and that was on my list of things I wanted to do when I got older was yeah. I wanted to be an actor, a radio person, and a talk show host, and then weirdly an ice skater. But, uh, be- <laughs> I don't know. You know. I Not had lots every of ambition. dream comes true. Or meant to be. Right. But it's still true. good to have dreams. Absolutely. So it's really cool to talk with him. And then uh, you can catch us with our special this Friday and judge how we do on that. It's fun. Um, but yeah, so the wedding or switching just gears. switching gears back to talking engagement. Um, it's just been really fascinating to just really sort of soak it in and, and live in it and not... Uh, like something that you're sort of afraid to think about mm-hmm. um, and then to finally have it happen, it's sort of this, like, is this really real almost? And that's what I kept thinking on Friday's show when it all went down yeah. was like, is this real? Like, is this something else? This can't be serious. And it's just, it's it's really been awesome seeing the love from everybody and then like getting messages from people and people that we work with who that like sent me into a flood of tears of like, you know, I've been single for X amount of time and, you know, hearing you tell your story makes me feel like that maybe one day it will be possible for me when I thought it wasn't possible. It's just, it just feels like I've been surrounded by love all weekend, which has been so cool. That is great because that's what you want. I mean, you are in this little nest of, you know, of love and then to be surrounded by it too it's it's a good space to be in and it is overwhelming like that's what I, I knew it was going to be on Friday but I did hope that the drive up um the drive back would give you a little bit of time to to think on it right because you need that you need mm. time for reflection and rumination and to turn things over in your brain um so what did I mean did you and Abe um you know talk about future plans where you like we're not even going to talk about anything until you know date in the future right um where are you the two of you with everything so on the car ride back i was like okay and he knew that you would do this i know oh yeah oh yeah he was like you have your pinterest page ready and i'm like no no i was never one of those people because i wanted to wait till it happened and not you know sort of put the cart before the horse right um, so we have decided that it's going to be not in 2021. It'll be in 2022. Yeah. And then trying to find the part of the year that's least humid. Yes. Oh. Because uh. that's my big thing is I don't want it to be hot. I don't want it to, or it's going to be hot or warm. I just don't want it to be humid where you just you can't get good pictures. Everyone's uncomfortable. Every, well, so I'm assuming then you're going to do it in Florida. Yes, yeah. So it will be here. Um, and Sounds then, like if you go up to Buffalo, this is not a problem. Right. Oh, <laughs> then you only got about three months right. to make it happen. Right. Um, so it is going to be here because we feel like, you know, since I'm from Atlanta, he's from Buffalo, and then our whole lives together has been here in yeah. St. Pete. Not to mention... If his parents could go overseas for his brother's wedding, uh, they ain't coming to Florida. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so it's happening here. Yeah. Um. And so now I told him, you know, because I think we're going to go the wedding planner route. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. That's a big step. Yeah. Well, just because I feel like I want it to be a certain way. And I know I, I, I can't do that. Oh. Like, I know that I can have, like, uh, a concept. But I don't know. And and I feel like, especially as I've gotten older, I really value people who are good at their profession and mm. can, uh, they're the expert in it, you know? It's yes. interesting. I would have thought that you want would want everything under your control, which not that it wouldn't be. Right, right. Um, but to do those things. So mm-hmm. that's an interesting um, twist that yeah. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, well, because, you know, I I feel like I've learned as I have... How do I say this delicately? Um, When you grow up poor, every decision that you make is made with fear of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a position to where we could afford a wedding planner. And I've gotten to this point in my life and career that I want to pay to make it right just not to get by. Mm. And when it comes to that, 
I don't know anything about planning such a huge scale event. Right. Because like when we do events here at the station, we give our opinions on stuff. And then the people that do it for a living produce it. And it's like producing a show. Yeah. And I know that, you know, someone couldn't just walk off the street and produce a morning show because we have the expertise of doing it and being trained to do it. And so I was like, I want someone that knows how to talk to vendors, how to negotiate, and what a timeline we need to put together. You There's know? a lot that goes into it. And what I always tell, um, not not just randoms, because I don't, <laughs> I don't like to just give that much unsolicited advice, right. even though I do sometimes do it. But, like, for family members or close friends who, you know, have gotten engaged over the course of, you know, the last 10 years or so, I, I'm like, this all seems like it's going to be super fun. I'm, and, like, obviously, I don't, you don't sit right around the engagement. Right. Wait a little bit. But I'm like, it's also very stressful. Mm-hmm. It seems so it's stressful. Vi- it can be very stressful unless you are, like, in that vein of being a wedding planner. Like, if that's sort of your career anyway and you know exactly what to do, cool. Right. But if you're, like, you know, my cousin was, um, like, a... A, a nurse, a registered nurse, basically, or and like moving up to um, become a doctor, and I was like, I know you're gonna want it a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just letting you know with what you already have going on at work, right, and at home and everything else, this is a complete other job. Yes. So I'm not poo-pooing a wedding planner mm-hmm. at all. Right. I'm just saying I'm surprised, but kind of glad yeah. because it can be so stressful. And it's, like, unnecessary. Yeah, You're like, exactly. what are we doing? Right. We're trying to prepare for this amazing day in our lives, and now I hate my life. Right. Like, exactly. Because I'm licking 175 <laughs> envelopes. Or actually, in, you know, in my case, it was the case of, like, nearly 400. <laughs> it's a lot of envelopes. Right. Lord. We did use a sponge after all. Um, <laughs> but, like, so, like, all those little things add up, and it just, it can drive you crazy. Yeah. And in the research I did in the car yesterday on the on the ride back down here to St. Pete in Tampa, um, you know, reading some reviews of some wedding planners and there's one or a couple in particular that I was like, this is exactly what I was thinking of like someone who I have a couple of ideas of like this time of year, this is the look and feel I want. Um, you know, this is how many people we might be planning and then they take it from there. Yeah. And the reviews I saw reflected that back of like, we had no plan. We didn't know what colors to pick or venue and they listened to what we said and like made the dream come true Mm. while checking in with us, you know, and giving advice and whatnot. So that's why I was like, that's, that's what I want as someone who can be able to do that. Makes total sense. Yeah. So, um, so we've picked sort of time of year. Um, we're going to, I think go with the wedding planner. And then I said, we need to start, um, because I have, I'm just trying to anticipate what their first questions are going to be when you have a, uh, uh, conversation with the wedding planner and right. like. Oh, so did you say what time of year? Are you not saying? Um. Well, I think it'll be. We're thinking like maybe January, February. Oh, uh, okay. See, I was thinking when you said cool, I thought maybe like November, but mm. different. That's that. That's a whole different timeline. Right. Right. Exactly. So because we want it to be as out of COVID as possible. True, because yes. yeah. you know his dad had a liver transplant is and is immuno immunocompromised. And, you know, a lot of family is older and you want to make sure that everyone can enjoy it. Yes. Um, And then also just to give us enough time to like plan and save money and stuff like that. You need at least a year to do a big thing. And I know you want a big thing. Right. To do it right. You need at least a year. Sometimes venues book up like a year and a half Mm -hmm. in advance. Right. And so that's just sort of like the rough. I mean, then once we talk to someone, we'll sort of get like what's realistic. Yeah. Um. And then just figuring out, I said, just make a note on your phone and then let's literally start thinking of like all the people that we want to invite. Because for my list, I started on the car yesterday. I had like high school, college people, Panama City people, uh, radio people, work people. And so then I was like, and then as I just started like fleshing out the list a little bit, I was like, you, you depending on your budget. Right. May need to make a little bit of cut. Cut. Oh well, and and that's why I said I. That's why you do it all first, right? I like I want us to get like think of every possible like that person that you met five years ago that helped you out that you said one day I'll invite you to my wedding. Like, 
put everybody down. Yeah. And then once we get a gauge, because I have no clue right. what budget we're working with, what it will actually cost. I have no clue of anything. Yeah. So I just kind of want to start big and then we'll start whittling away on yeah. what is, is feasible. And keep this in mind, too, is that especially for the people that don't live here or are maybe a little far away. They may not come, but then once you invite them, they're going to give you a gift. That was my mother's whole theme about inviting people to the wedding. She's like, you invite them all. Yes. They give you gifts. Right. And then they all do not come. Wow. So what would y'all have done? Okay, so how many people did you invite? And then what were you, like, really expecting? Do you remember? I mean, I really, I was young, so I didn't know. Um, but we invited probably like 350 people. That's oh. insane. Well, we oh. have a, a big, like a, a big traditional Italian family. So Hi. it's like, right. a, you know, tradi- that like in my mind, there was not ever going to be something that wasn't what it was, which yeah. was like your stereotypical Italian wedding. Right. That is up north and you mm. get the little Italian bakery to do the cookies and whatever. Um, so we had like 350 people. I think... I think only about maybe 160 came, mm. which I was floored. I was like, I, I was, I, I, at first I was like, my feelings were a little bit hurt, but then right. I was like, okay, let's not worry about this. A, it's a lot more money for more people to come. Yes. But then also I realized that like, unless they're super close to you, I'm going to like get on a plane and come to your wedding. If you right. like a, a cousin third removed or whatever, they're going to be like, oh, that's great. That's sweet. Here's a card and a check. Right. I wish y'all the best. Hey. Um, And that's what, it, that's what happens. So, I mean, right. I don't know. A wedding planner would obviously be able to tell you like percentages of like return uh, of how many people actually come right for you i feel like it may be a little different because you're you (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah typically a lot less people than you invite come right and and that's fine i mean because i think what we are like i don't know what you're if like you know how people are like well i'm not gonna say like what time of year what it is like i i don't know anything but i know that like just from some of the tampa bay wedding blogs i've looked at um that we, I think I want like a rooftop type deal. Um, like for the wedding? Yeah, for the wedding. And so um, like just from perusing the internet a little bit and some of the places that I was thinking about or that I've thought about in the past um, in, in St. Pete um, or in Tampa, um, you know, they have like a capacity or max capacity that you can get. And so then that will also help like sort of whittle it down. That's true. Um, and then too, like I want it to be like a full open bar because I want it to be more of like a party yeah. and then like a little bit of a ceremony. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, because I don't want like a full big, because we're not, neither of us are super religious. We're more spiritual. Well, then, and you wouldn't, if you're not doing it in the church, you're not going to have like a full church service right. with it. And technically most wedding ceremonies, you know this from officiating, mm-hmm. like 15, 20 yeah, minutes. Absolutely. 20 minutes. It's not that long. Out, yeah, I'm not looking for something that's super long. I just, like I said, I want it to be more of a party. I want yeah. everyone to have a good time. Um, you so, want to make sure you have a good time. Absolutely, which I just have to make sure I don't get super wasted that day. But R- Yeah. Y- yeah, let, we can talk about that closer, but, like, you got to really. <laughs> yeah, that's a long day. And I've seen that. people get, like, just trashed. And it's like, you're not even going to remember your day. Uh, <laughs> no. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't wake yeah. up and be like, what happened? Did we do that? Right. We, got, we actually got married. So, But, you know, and there's, like, I feel like it hits dudes more than it does women for some reason. But, mm. like, um, when it comes to, you know, being either nervous or whatever, you do drinks earlier in the day, yes. which then just kind of, like, pushes you over to that edge, and then you do more after the ceremony. Yeah, and then, celebrate. And then it turns into, like, like, I don't know, like a drunken college frat party or something. And, right. and it's, like, goes off the rails a little bit. And after you put all this planning and everything into it, and it's just like, yeah, exactly. oh, don't do that. Don't no. do that. But you obviously still want to have fun. Right, right, right. And that's why I would, you know, I'm getting way ahead of myself now and talking about, like, what would happen that day. Carts in front of the horse. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but I feel like I would be like, all right, you get one drink now, one drink at this time. And then you get, like, one more afterwards, and then, bitch, you're cut off until well, about halfway through the reception. Keep in mind, too, when it is your wedding, you're busy. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. So there's right. not a lot of time mm-hmm. to just sit and down a few drinks. Right. Although, Miguel, you do have a habit of <laughs> sucking them down fast, so I would keep my eye on you. But you do, like, you're talking to so many people, and mm-hmm. you're just making sure, like, did you talk to these people? Because you want to see all of them. And, right. 
Ooh, I'm getting overwhelmed just thinking about it for you. <laughs> you gotta, it's, you know, I'm really glad that we get to talk about this though, and I don't would never want to be like date time. Give me all the details. Right. But at the same time, this is like the best spot of news that we've had yes. all year, Miguel. Right. So right. like, let us share your joy. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's what's been so cool is so many people have messaged and been like, you know, I've had this going on, this going on. Literally, I'm focusing on your positivity right now because this is going to carry me through 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank you yeah. so much. It's so sweet. It was so, so, it's such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. With what else we're all dealing with, even as this election is coming up. Right. This is just like pure. Right, right. So, yeah, um, we'll see as we make more plans. Um, like, I'm probably going to reach out to a couple of the wedding planners this week. Yeah. Um, because I just want to get it as early as possible just so I know what to expect. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of the venues, especially like what you're talking about, right. where you might look, get booked up. And even if you lock that down. Then you got time. Right, right, to right. To do all the other things, but that's a big one. Because I think one of the ideas that I saw on a blog um, from Tampa Bay that I thought was really cool, or a wedding blog, a Tampa Bay wedding blog, is doing like a New Year's Eve wedding. <gasps> and like our big, our one big party we throw at Chateau Oprah, our townhouse, is our New Year's party we do. Yeah. Which this will be the first year we're which not doing one because of COVID. Oh, you're yeah. not going to do it at all. Um, well, so some of my, my college friends, like, we talked about this weekend. They're going to come down. So I literally think it'll be like them and then like the immediate group that we've been hanging out with um, through, throughout quarantine. And like, that'll be it. Mm. Whereas like normally it's like friends that we see at the bar sometimes and like, like this person. A, a random coworker come through. Right, right, right. So I think we're just going to keep it small um, and keep it intimate this year um, just to like make sure everybody's okay. And like I actually made ask people to get COVID tests before it just to make hurt. sure. I'm free. Do it. Mind. Yeah. Don't mind me. Just to make sure. But um, I had never even thought about that in doing like a New Year's wedding. Um, yeah. Because then I feel like people would maybe have time off. Yeah. And then that makes it easier for them to travel if they want to. My cousin did that for, um, but for 4th of July. And, oh, it, okay. and there was like a couple different, there's always a couple trains of thoughts. One, the, the haters who were like, well, how are you just going to take up a whole holiday? Right. I already had plans, but now my whole plan <laughs> is you. But, okay, there's that. But right. then there's also, yes, people do have that time off. Mm-hmm. And if they truly love you, right. what else would they rather be exactly. doing right. than celebrating with you anyway? Not to mention, and I am a New Year's connoisseur considering my birthday is New Year's Day. Oh, it will be your birthday. Birthday wedding. Just saying. Anyway, um, but the the thing is, for New Year's, people never have <laughs> plan. Like exactly. they're always like, "It's gonna be so great." What are we doing? It's like New Year's Eve. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know. Um, maybe something. Hig, uh, higgly piggly. Exactly. What are we gonna do? So that would not be a, a bad idea at all. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of like that idea. So, but in, if that happens, like that would be, you know. Not that long away from now, unless we waited two years. Well, it's still not going to be anyway if you do, you know, February. Right, 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 right. We're true. still looking at the same time frame. Yeah, just as and I, it, it does give you more than a year. Right, because I just I just don't want to sweat. I just that's my big thing. God, I, I know. Do not want to be standing up somewhere. And I've done some people's weddings where they did it on the beach oh, in a gosh. very hot time, and I just I felt so awful for Scott them. Scott was just saying, were you here for that? No, that was Mm-mm. yesterday. Okay. I did, did DJ a wedding on Saturday this past Saturday, and mm. it was the first one I've ever been to on the beach. Oh. And I like I literally was just drip like my shirt dress shirt drenched. I didn't bring another one, so I'm like standing there just in this shirt, Ugh. covered in sweat, trying right. to pack up the car to go to the next location. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean horrible. it really. There it's was horrible. one I did, and I felt so bad. Um, it was a mother and daughter. They were doing like a double wedding, and it was more like a renewing of vows type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did it on the beach, and I don't remember what time of year it was, but I just remember. It was one of those Tampa Bay humid, just like as soon as you open up your car door, you start sweating. It feels like you're inside of an oven. Absolutely. And so I guess because I've officiated weddings like that, I'm like, I know that's my big, like, that's my hard no. It's that, like, it cannot be where the sun is beating down Mm. because I think I did. Remember that one year, a couple years ago, or three or four, when I did that wedding on, like, Halloween 
where we yeah. had a universal thing. Yes. And then I had to do the wedding oh. and then come down for the hot haunted yacht. And it was like um, all in one day. I, <laughs> I uh. forgot about that. What? What a it was wreck. A train wreck of a day. But their wedding was like Halloween weekend and the weather was perfect. I yeah. mean, it was just there was no hum- humidity. There was like a slight breeze and it was absolutely gorgeous. And I just remember being like, if I ever get married, it needs to be in these windows. So not yes. everyone's sitting around sweating. Yeah. Just so it made pleasant for everybody. Absolutely. So we'll see as as that time comes. Oh, so. that's so exciting. And so now the big thing that I'm sort of, you know, we have to talk about and discuss is financial stuff. Yeah. You know, like truly getting on. I mean, we've been sort of heading towards that because like he's on my insurance and then like we he paid for the like appliances that we got at Chateau Oprah um, and we have like this vacation account together and we were going to start one for a house. And so it's like. We were already moving towards that now. But then, like, as I was driving, I just thought, like, how weird. Like, it just, I just never thought I would get to this part of life. I just thought I would always do this alone. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so weird to be here and it's like a reality. But we've just been living it already that it's not like a total shock, you know? Yeah. It was a slow build. Right. And it can continue to build. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's where we are so far. Are you like, just as a off the cuff, I feel like sometimes I ask you questions for all of us and then sometimes I'm just curious. No, that's fine. Are you going to do like a financial planner for the both of you? Because I feel like that would be the easiest way to do it. Like when I have these in my head conversations, I'm like, I don't even know how to share. Right. With someone. Absolutely. I don't. Uh, first of all, it scares me. Right. Second of all, I wouldn't even know how to do it if I wanted to. Right. Right. So. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have. I've talked about this before. I started in the new year or at the beginning of 2020. There's this uh, website called financialgym.com. Mm. And they treat finances sort of like you would as a gym. So you get like a trainer that checks in on you once a quarter. And then like if you have questions like, I'll probably email them and be like, hey, I know that our quarterly meeting is supposed to happen until the end of the year. But some things have changed recently. And so uh, can we do a little uh, catch up? And then we will sit down and be like, I want us to do it like the right way of putting it all together. Yeah. Um. So absolutely. We're going to um do it right and make sure that it's all together. So it's okay. just, it's crazy. Yay, though. It's crazy. I'm excited. And there's just so much goodness that comes. Yeah. And there will be just more questions mm-hmm. and more stories that aren't, you know, tragic <laughs> or angry or divided or that any of that bullshit. <laughs> so um, thank yeah. you for allowing us to have some sunshine. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to talk about it here on the podcast just so we can talk through it. Um, we only got a few more minutes um, then we got to get running. But I was going to talk about it on the show today, but then someone called in and it sort of, um, we talked about that, their issue going on in their life. And I'm glad that it happened that way because I wanted time to be able to talk through it because I know this is one of the stories that I'll tell where when it hits your ears, you're going to be like, oh my God. But it didn't hit me that way. So I've told you in the past um, that my grandmother didn't know that I was gay. Right. And, you know, the whole world knew, Mm. you know, we are on the national show Dish Nation and mentioned it there when it was necessary or part of a story or on our show. it's so understandable that she wouldn't. Right. I I mean, she's not on social media. Right. She comes from the old school. She's in her 80s, mid 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So we never talked about it. And then about two years ago, my mom just got over it and she was just like, Miguel's gay. And he got a boyfriend. And my grandma was just like, well, I mean, he's never had a girl or brought her home. So, I mean, I kind of oh, figured. Right. I mean, at that I'm point, like, she's like, where the girl at? Right. I was like, all right. So then fast forward like a year later, Abe came home with me for Christmas one time. And that was the first time in my entire life that I had ever introduced anybody to my family um, or that had gone home with me. And it was fine. And then so... We went to go see her this weekend with my mom, who uh, just got out of the hospital from a brain aneurysm. <clears throat> and so we, 
To be 100% honest, because my grandmother, you know, she had several strokes um, in the fall. Um, or no, that was a year ago. Excuse me. That was a year ago that all that stuff happened with her. Um, and she's living with another family member right now that's taking care of her and not my mom. And honestly, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to mention it because I just don't know, like, I'm going to be completely transparent. She's super religious and she doesn't talk a whole lot anymore. And I, I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but I just didn't want her knowing how religious she is. And like when I was growing up, what, what would worry her Uh that she would be like, not only is he gay, he's getting married. Like now, like I'm worried about his soul Mm -hmm. going to hell. So I was like, if it comes up, I'll bring it up, but it's not going to be like we're coming in with, you know, balloons and, hey, Hey. you know, we're engaged. If it comes up, it comes up. And Abe, totally on board with that. Um, So my mom, who is just, it's like good and bad sometimes. She's just so proud and happy and just shouting from the rooftops. Yeah. So we see my grandma. Um, She's inside of my um, family member's house, and we're sort of outside talking to her and... My mom was like, well, Miguel and Abe got engaged. And my grandma was like, oh, okay, okay. My feelings are not hurt. I was not expecting a big reaction because I understand for her. Right. I can't imagine how different it looks. Right. I have the empathy to understand that. Does it make it right? No. But she's in her mid-80s. You have to you have to meet people where they are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can't expect people to every person in the world to be on board with everything. Right. Even if they're your family. Absolutely. At that time. And I personally I think you did the right thing. Because I mean, you could have gotten really upset right. and been like, I don't have this one person's support, even though it means so much to you. Right. But you have to be not just um empathetic enough, but open minded enough and to have such knowledge of others right. that you're like, I see you're doing the best you can. Thank you. Right. Absolutely. And so, like, and I, I know that she still loves me and I know that she cares for Abe because I care about him. Yeah. Um. And then my mom was like, ooh, look at the ring. And my grandma was like, oh, okay. And, like, she didn't really say a whole lot. And then I also know the religion I grew up in Um. You don't wear jewelry. And so I just. Sounds it, like a double whammy. It is. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like ticking off all these things that my grandmother's probably thinking about in her head. Um, and so she was just quiet. And then like the conversation quickly changed to something else. Right. And then this is what really what made my mom angry. And me, I was just like, you know what? I'm not choosing to focus on it, but I wanted to talk about it to for some people to understand what it's like to be gay and to go through a moment that is life-changing and so happy, but then you still have to deal with this other stuff. Mm -hmm. So the family member that my grandmother is staying with, um, when we were, like, sort of finishing up everything, they pulled me aside and in a joking manner said, are you trying to kill grandma? And I was like, what are are you talking? I was legitimately confused because, you know, the whole conversation happened 30 minutes ago about the wedding or being engaged, and then they were like, you showing her the ring and all that stuff? What are you trying to kill her? You know, she old, and that's, that, you know, that different. And I was like, so I'm not sure what you want me to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, but, what would you like from me? But okay. You didn't hear it on the podcast just now, but I rolled my eyes deeply. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's like, <clears throat> that is a person who's not meeting people where they're at. Right. Right. Who is not thinking of all the people right. involved. And so it was, I was okay with it, and they pulled me aside and told me that. And then, you know, we said bye to my grandma, got in the car, and we left. And then I wasn't going to say anything. Um, and then I forgot my brother was with us. My brother Kwanzi was there. And then he immediately got upset when this family member said that. And so he is like, even though we're completely different, he is a bulldog, and if you talk about me, my mom, my grandma, he is ready to burn some shit down. Oh. And so he told my mom what this family member said, and so when she found out, she, like, lost her ish, and she's like, I can't believe them. How are they going to ruin everything? And I felt kind of conflicted and bad because I was like, I'm not letting that affect me. Yeah. Right. Like, and I— you can choose not to. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm— 
and basking in all these people that helped put this beautiful thing together, um, all of Abe's family that has been texting and saying, welcome to the family, congratulations, and all these things. I'm not choosing to focus on this one person that has something to, to say, mm-hmm. but it just really sucked that you're trying to enjoy this moment and be as nice about it as possible meeting people halfway and then they just sort of come in with a wrecking ball yeah. and just try to just totally dash it, you know? Yep. It yep. was just, it was an interesting um, moment and a moment of reality in what we still deal with today in this world. And it's just, I, I'm, I feel like a lot of people can connect with you in this moment. And interestingly, I actually think it goes beyond the borders of the LGBTQ plus community, although I would say probably that's one of the bigger ones. Right. But anybody in that community can probably empathize with you, right. um, sympathize for you. But also I think about people in like interracial relationships like you and yeah. Abar, by the way. Right. Who may deal with the same type of thing mm-hmm. or like a different religious situation, Scott. I know that there's... Uh, that exists in your family. Um, There's just so many ways that people find to be the negative Nancy. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of celebrating love Mm -hmm. in that, in its purest form right there, someone got to come in and point out what's not great about it. Right. Why? Right. What is that doing? A lot of it, I think, is actually just like, uh, what is, like like automatic training mm. because those people maybe grew up with thinking that a certain way about it or right, whatever and it's right. like they just can't put a cork in it they're just like well, and you're like cool thanks Aunt Nancy for that <laughs> so glad we invited you today like there's always somebody you know right. and it just and I that's why I feel like you sharing that story was great and your reaction to it is so um wise and and smart and you know empathetic right. even f- even to people who you know f- we feel like don't deserve it right but everyone does and it just sucks that there are those people that exist and and people can connect with that i'm sure it's uh i just it it makes me sad for people that have to go through that that it affects them deeply yeah because my mom was like are, are, are you not mad and i'm like listen nobody from my our family pays my bills nobody you know runs my life if I think one of some comedians said, if you ain't paying my bills and if you ain't effing me, you got no say in my life. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm like, okay, like, go ahead. Like, you'll still get an invite. And if you don't come, you don't come. If you do, great. If you don't, fine. Right. I'm okay with that. Right. Have you ever faced any of that, Scott? I never really put that together because Mary, your girlfriend, is Middle Eastern and Asian. And you come from, like, white and Jewish. Yeah. Has anyone ever said anything or have you ever felt that before? It's not it's more so like you you are now more aware of like where people say things that you're like, "Whoa, like that's offensive." Like like cuz my girlfriend is she's Chinese and Middle Eastern and a lot of people just end up making like a joke about especially now with the coronavirus mm. like like even hearing the phrase like the China virus like that's fucked up it's a, it's offensive Absolutely. and you don't really pay attention until you're around someone that's actually being affected by it and you're like holy crap like yeah words matter yeah and we forget that and i have definitely been in situations where i've had to correct family members where they say something kind of derogatory toward toward those you know i guess ethnicities and it's always a battle because it's like there's only so many times i can correct you before i'm going to start either getting pissed off or you're just going to start not hearing me right and so Luckily, people are smarter now, yeah. and they're more aware of it, but there's definitely been moments where I've, like, caught me off guard. I'm like, whoa, you just said that? And, like, mm. Mary will be there. And, like, you know, she oh just— and, and, I can't uh, imagine. Most of the time, it's not really—it's not horrible, right. but it's those little things. It's mm. those little tiny things where it's, like, if you try to, like, imitate an accent, and you're like— the fuck are you doing? Are you serious? Or stating something that's not true yeah. about, you know, a, a region of the world or a culture. And then it brings to your attention. Like for me, I'm like, yeah, there's so many things I didn't know about the Chinese culture or about all her different cultures intertwined, but I've learned. 
and now I've done better. Right, and that's the process. Yeah. So it's great, though, that you take that route of, like, education first. Yes. Which, because you don't know what you don't know. And exactly. there are so many people out there that are affected by, like, you know, the ignorance mm-hmm. to other cultures, other religions, other races, because some maybe you grow up in a bubble or whatever. That doesn't mean you're incapable of learning. Right. And sometimes all it takes is one truly empathetic person or someone who has who is not you know um doesn't isn't quick to anger is more like whoa there that was offensive but Mm. like let's talk through this and then if they are uh, hopefully you know you know open to such things they take that knowledge and it's not instant sometimes yeah no it's not instant maybe like what you say to a family member are we like whoa that's offensive here you know what this is why we don't do that (laughs) Um, then they take it back home with them, and like later that night, they're like, oh, "Shit, mm, what did I do?" So then suddenly they're like, "Well, I'm not gonna do that again." Yeah, that's kind of how it's learning. It. It's a learning process. Some people will never get it. No, yeah. they just won't. Mm. And that's what's been hard for me to understand. Right. <laughs> with everything right now, yes. Yeah, that's yes. what hurts my heart. Like I am more than willing to, you know to help learn, help educate, learn myself. Because I I never profess to know everything about everything. Right. I don't. I'm trying to learn myself. Literally, I had to, like, Google some stuff the other day just because I was trying to make a point, and I'm like, (laughs) you know what? Maybe before I try to make this point, I want to get my facts straight. Yes. But, like, so you learn, and then you can pass that knowledge on to others. It's a slow process. But, like, the people that don't want to learn, like this, you know, family member of yours, Miguel, Mm -hmm. or the family member of yours, Scott, that will continue to say derogatory things, you eventually you're just like, all right, I see we're not going to see eye to eye on this. So I'll just you know, do my own thing. Yeah, and I mean, at least for the most part, like, I always try to never, like, an attack back of, like, yo, like, can't do that. You know, always yeah. taking it a matter of where they are with kind of thinking it's a little funny. Like, well, you know, here's why it's offensive. Right. And always trying to do it off the cuff just in case, like, most of the times, like, Mary's not there, and I could just be like, hey, like, just, you know, yeah. in the future, Mary's going to be, like, a part of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're bringing it, it's not just white anymore. Like, yeah. we're, we're mixing up this pot. Mm-hmm. So it's now start, just get that in your brain going a little bit. I'm not mm-hmm. telling you to slip everything right now, but start thinking about it a little more. And I, hopefully you become more conscious about, yeah. all right, when I, before I say this, hmm, is that offensive? Right. Yeah. And that kind of should be your filter. Because a lot of people will take the other way and they're like, everything's offensive now. It's like, no, you just take the extra two seconds to kind of throw it through that filter and be like, huh, yeah, could that hurt someone? Okay, I can. I'm not going to say that. Right. And it's okay if you don't know, like you said, Holly. But once you know better, if you don't do better, then that's when there's the big issue. Yeah. Holly, what's your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Scott. At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. And mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on all the social media platforms. And if you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, all you got to do is just shoot me an email with your name and address, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.